I think David Chang was up late making brownies last night. I bet he was. <laughs> I, I, I was, and uh, it's very clear who won, and, and we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> do, do you do you clean off like your microwave from all the chicken that you cook in there before you <laughs> before you microwave the brownies, or like how does that work? How do you? Well, I'll, <laughs> well all of this is going to the show, right? So fucking, let's just talk about it. Uh, I. I uh, I clean the microwave a lot. I've cleaned it to the point where I'm using a Breville microwave on the right side of the Breville microwave. A panel fell off. Oh. And and I was like, hmm, let me take a look at this panel. And then upon closer inspection, it's not a panel. It's like a piece of cardboard with, <laughs> with like metallic coloring on the side very very similar if not the very same thing just cut in a different shape than the hot pocket sleeve pockets uh, oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that hot pocket technology is not is no yeah. joke real microwaves are using it and i i was like ah, not that important and i tried to microwave something with it and i was like whatever i was microwaving three minutes later i take it out and i'm like mm, that doesn't work maybe i should try it again i don't know why i should have enough data i was like well that doesn't work anymore microwave is broken yeah, <laughs> took me a few more tries of stubbornness to realize that uh, panel that I just threw away. I have to dig out of the trash can and use it again. And uh, I don't know what to use. I don't know, you know. So what I did was I took some rice and I used it as glue and I stuck it back on. This sounds microwave. extremely very sanitary. Yeah, because it's food. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> you wait. You did what? You stuck some rice to the side of your microwave? Stuck it on the cardboard. What the hell? <laughs> Was it cooked rice or uncooked rice? Cook, cook, just, cooked rice. Cooked, cooked rice. rice. Cooked rice. You're just living. You're you're just confirming everybody's Asian stereotype that we just build everything out of rice and food, <laughs> man. Hey, I, you know what? My mind didn't actually go there because Hispanic people eat rice too, and it sounds like something my mom would do. So, and you know, up. I was like, I was like. I know enough about the science of microwaves to realize like, oh, I, I, that, that's, that's needed. Okay. I'm just going to put it back on and I'm, I, I, it has to be an organic matter. Fine. Then I know it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's better than shilling out a couple hundred bucks or more for a microwave. And so truth be told, I don't have chicken exploding in my microwave because it's always covered. <laughs> Got it. But I did have around midnight last night, a butter explosion. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. We'll get into it with this for this for this recipe, right? Yes. Yeah. Take us take us into the podcast first, Jane. Let's get into the podcast. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
to Recipe Club. We are joined today with Chef Brian Ford, one of, I would say, the most sought-after baking pastry chef experts out there right now, and he's got so much great content. Go check it out. And you have a book. Do you want to talk about the book that's out? Yeah. I mean, New World Sourdough published this summer. And, you know, just to kind of give you a recap, if you don't know, it's uh, I'm Honduran American. So I kind of proudly wear my Honduran roots on my sleeve and I try to incorporate. Not, it's not just about sourdough. It's about transforming like what people think about sourdough, how they view it, how they perceive it and letting people know you can put coconut coconut milk and bread and you can bake it in a banana leaf or you can bake it in a corn husk. You can you can just do so much with bread and it doesn't have to be that European traditional baguette like crusty loaf. So the recipes are fun. Um, obviously, you know, you can make it with or without sourdough if you don't know how to do it. A lot of people get scared of it. Uh, the point is just like, you know, like don't, you know, lose your expectations of what bread is. Don't don't think too hard about what bread should look like. Just Just make what is easy and comfortable for you. Uh, and tap into your roots. So that's what it is. And we have chosen, I don't know who chose this topic. Was it you, Ying? It may have, it may have been me. It may have been me. We had yeah. a preeminent, we have a preeminent baker in our midst. Welcome to the recipe club, by the way. Brian. Yeah, thank you. I, am, I just want to say right now, like I, I appreciate being welcomed in. I don't bake brownies and cakes and muffins and all that. So I was literally at a like, I was at a loss oh, really? here. I, I, no. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, oh, we are so fucking dead. We are going to get smoked. I have no idea. I just felt like it's so in your wheelhouse, anything cooked in an oven. I was like, oh man, we are smoked. Which is why I try to handicap you with my recipe. Yeah, but I don't think that worked. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's lay the groundwork down for our listeners here. As as always, this is Recipe Club. This is Brian's inaugural uh, uh, meeting of the Recipe Club. Um, and as always, we debate the many, many ways to make and cook things that people want to eat. Today's topic, as we've alluded to, is brownies. Brian did some some searching on the internet, and when he did, I'm sure he encountered the 264 million plus brownie recipes uh, in in choosing his. So um, maybe before we get into the specifics, can we dig into what you just said, Brian? Like you don't really make brownies. What what, what are brownies? How do they play into your 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 life generally? Well, generally, it's been it's been quite a while since I really was fascinated by a brownie. I can tell you, like. Growing up, you know, in school when you've got those like holiday parties or whatever, you know, third, fourth grade or sixth grade and everyone gets to bring like a little baked good or like a little treat for the class. And I was the type of dude who would roll up with like the Walmart brownies, like the little plastic container of like those kind of, you know, they, they don't really taste like food, but they taste enough like sugar for everyone to be happy. But there was always someone in the class that would, you know, like, like, yo, like Rebecca's mom's going to have those good brownies. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're going to come in that glass dish. They're going to be delicious. They're going to be warm. They're going to be fresh. So I would always anticipate, you know, a good brownie at school. But that is, that's not, just, brownies are not something that like my mom made. I mean, we're Honduran. We would make like semitas and like other weird, you know, quote unquote, weird things. Like my classmate, I'd bring like a pastelito of pineapple. Oh. You'd be like, what, like a piña pastelita? Like, what is this? Like, is is this like Indian food or something? I was like, no, it's not. It's just Honduran food. Is Honduras in Mexico? And I'm like, no, Honduras is not in Mexico. So that's that's <laughs> generally how those things kind of uh, uh, played out for me. But brownies was usually like, yo, I want the Walmart brownie. I'm bringing it to school. 
this is how we're doing it. Chang, how do, how, what, where are you on brownies, Chang? Uh, I was so relieved to hear Brian say, I don't use measuring. I, everything is in grams. Like, I was like, God, yeah. please don't, please don't be someone that does everything by the book. No. So that's a plus. <laughs> I'll be honest. S- never. I, I, I eat brownies. Whenever, you know, if there's a good brownie, I don't know where I find it. It's like one of the things you might get on an airplane, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uh, that's like the only time or a hungry man dinner when you got the, like the, the, the Thanksgiving, uh, turkey thing yes, with that, yes. that centerpiece with a little bit of the cherry compote in the center. <laughs> Sometimes you would get it in grade school uh, when it would be that package brownie and it would with walnuts in it. And you'd always be like, why do they put walnuts in this fucking thing? Right. But I had to recall the last time I ever made a brownie from scratch. That was not from a box. I've made box brownies before because I've tried to make pop brownies numerous times in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that during this process. Like, imagine like a matcha pop brownie. That's yeah. like that. Like the Just ultimate the green one. on green. The green on green. <laughs> I have never made it like a real brownie. Like I've never ever made a real brownie recipe. I don't even know what was in it. I thought a real brownie recipe probably has baking soda baking or flour. Soda, ba- Me too. I swear right? to God. I was like, dude, where's the leavening agent? I was like, yeah. did I just screw myself? Yeah. There's no chocolate. Yeah. There's no yeah. leavening agent. And I'm sending this to David Chang? Like, am yeah, I an idiot? <laughs> so I, I, that's what I was surprised. That's how little or knowledge I ever have about brownies. I was like, whoa, there's no leavening agent. That's weird. Maybe there is, but I have no idea. Well, the eggs. But, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well yeah, you got to whip them a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I can tell you when, and I had to think long and hard about the last time I made brownies from scratch, 1980, 1990, Longfellow Intermediate, eighth grade, home economics class, made brownies. Done. There you wow. go. There you go. Okay. I don't think I realized that brownies were a thing. I, I'm saying this seriously. It sounds very dumb. But I didn't know you could make brownies not from a box until I was probably 24 years old. <laughs> like, I just thought that brownies were a... Duncan Hines or whatever invention. I thought it was like a, uh, a <laughs> copyrighted invention of whatever company. So I don't know how many times I've made brownies, but they're also a relatively young invention. It's an American thing. Brownies were invented in the States within the last 120 odd years or something. So oh, it's okay, guys. It's okay that we don't have a lot of brownie experience. They're young. Well, it's also, it's also clear that it's uh, won the world over like American football. Everyone makes brownies around the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you, every every corner, <laughs> every corner in every country in the world. There's a brownie shop. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure. Because <laughs> you know why? No one's out. No one else in the the world's picked this up. They're like, where's the fucking leavening? <laughs> <laughs> it's so dense. So let's let's talk about that right before we get into our individual specific recipes that we brought to the table. What is your what are you looking for? What's the platonic ideal in in your respective heads of a brownie? Well, I mean, if I have to kick things off, clearly chocolate is not one of them, right? Uh, <laughs> no, right? No, uh, I mean, look, man, I think that the, the texture, honestly, and, and without getting too detailed, I think the texture derived from this matcha one that I picked blew my mind. I had no clue it was going to actually come out feeling and like satiating my mouth as if it was a brownie. So it's kind of like that kind of uncooked middle, dense and crackling on the top. Uh, and the aroma of a brownie. That's just what I'm looking for. From do, do brownies ever have like icing or I 
think so. Like cream cheese icing, maybe? I don't know. I've never seen know. an ice. I mean, it's so <laughs> weird. I know the Walmart brownies sometimes have like little like straight up chocolate chips straight from the bag. Like they just they just put like chocolate chips right on top and some kind of like like a Hershey's drizzle, or like a syrup drizzle or something like that. But I, 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 Hold on. I want the audience listening to this to ask themselves before they laugh at our sort of <laughs> stupidity and, the, and their incredulousness at our lack of brownie knowledge. Think about it. Do you really have any brownie knowledge? Think about it. We'll count to 10. And you're lying if you say you do. There's no way I agree. you have brownie knowledge other than maybe something you might have made at home. But any brownie knowledge you have is because you've bought it or eaten it in school. Or as you said, you visited some home and some kid mom brought it or whatever. But there's no platonic ideal of brownie other than what Chris said of the box brownie. Yeah. It's a chicken and egg thing. Who knows what came first? It is. And and I, I don't know if there's a way that you guys, may, before this airs, maybe you can survey people. We should survey people, say, what does a brownie have a baking soda? Does a brownie have baking powder? I mean, Brian, I, I Brian, feel Brian, like- Brian, 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 hold up, hold up, man. You, you, you got the wrong <laughs> wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you think we do extra credit work here? Yeah. You think that this podcast is supported by facts and science? <laughs> it's my inaugural episode. I'll do the extra credit. Damn it. What I'll kind do of the extra do work this to, is, prove, to prove to everyone they don't know anything about brownies and that we're not fools. We, we, yeah, but I think, I think you're right, Brian. I don't think anybody could describe, a, if you said, describe me a perfect brownie without using the word chewy or fudgy. And people would, there's nothing I got to say. one. It's got to be moist. Moist. Oh, moist. Moist. Moist is, moist. Moist is, is, is on my banned word list. So moist. Descriptions. <laughs> moist. <Jesus>. moist. <laughs> um, my, my brownie was extra moist. <laughs> was it really, though? God, no, it wasn't. I might have over-microwaved it then. I mean, it was like 45 I think there's seconds. A lot of, I think there's a lot of... Okay, let's get, let's get straight into some of these recipes. <laughs> and let's... I mean... Dave, do you want to start us off? We're talking about your sure. recipe already. We've alluded to the microwave. Tell us about your recipe. I Again, I'm going to straight off lose. Uh, if I was a lawyer, I'd be debar- uh, disbarred immediately because I cannot defend my client. He is a serial fucking killer. <laughs> and uh, he's a horrible person. And you keep on taking these hopeless uh, cases, I'm, I'm, I'm If I never have to practice law ever again... Then I I did my part. Oh my god! <laughs> I was so let down. It's like it's like being told by you know your client one version of the truth, only to be told something different when he hits the witness stand. And that's what happened. And I'm banging my fist because man, I got effed. I chose the Ghirardelli salted caramel premium brownie. That's quite a word. Premium, premium. brownie. Premium. I want to see what. Is the Ghirardelli salted caramel brownie <laughs> what that looks like? Because if this is premium, you know, if this is business first class, what is economy, man? Because this is. F. <laughs> uh, I was I was curious, Dave. You 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 didn't just send us, hey, buy a microwave brownie mix. You chose this one specifically. Oh, I did tell, my homework. I did. Tell my me homework. about the salted caramel Ghirardelli premium brownie. What jumped out to you other than that that word premium? So first and foremost. Don't laugh about a microwave brownie or microwave cake. It was, I believe, because I seen it the first time, by Albert Adria, uh, the creative head genius visionary of LBE. When I, I saw him do an ISI uh, spuma gun into plastic cups microwaved cake, I was like, oh, wow, that's a, you can, this is a thing I never thought was possible. Very light, beautiful texture. And I looked at 
the cup. First of all, I'm all things microwave. I'm pro, pro microwave. I'm, I'm basically creating the MAGA of microwaves, uh, the, the mi- microwave world. Um, and I saw, I saw this, this texture on the box. And I was like, wow, if, if that is anything close to an Adria microwave cake, then this is going to win, hands down. And I, I, you know, I'm always sifting trash. I want to see, is it something that's really genuinely bad or is it only bad because people say it's bad for stupid reasons? That was it. Secondly, again, as I said, microwave. I want to do fast. When I make desserts, I want it to be fast. You know, I, I don't want to like labor over anything because if I'm going to make it, I don't know why I'd make it because usually I'll just buy it, right? So it, I, I don't want to get measuring spoons, anything. I was like, it, this recipe has to be done quickly. So all of these things, let me do, see, there's got to be a microwavable brownie. And I'm sure there's got to be one that's done in a cup. And sure enough, this is the one I found. It looks so good on the box, man. <laughs> well, first of all, it's like spilling out of this mug. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what kind of it's, mug? It's full, filled this whole mug up. If I think for scale, you like need to make mug, it in. A, first of all, you need to make it in an espresso cup. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the only way to make this picture true is to make it in a thimble. <laughs> so, like, I use a coffee mug, and I was like, "That Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef?" Because it barely got up to like, you know. I was like, "Oh shit, I got to put three of them in." Yeah, <laughs> I followed the instructions, and like, I'll be honest, it was so disappointing. It was so incredibly disappointing. And here's the thing. I could have fucked up the recipe because I think I put too much water in. But I was so disappointed. I didn't even add another. I just immediately said, I'm never going to make this ever again. (laughs) And I was so disappointed and and shamed. And I straight up, I'm not going to defend it. I was so pissed because this could have been like a easy bake oven mix. That's what I thought. Right. But it's not. There's nothing salty about it. Number one, there's no salt. There's no salted caramel or caramel, nothing premium. And I didn't really get chocolate (laughs) chips. I got chocolate like clumps. There's no chocolate flavor to this whatsoever. It doesn't taste like chocolate. Where's the caramel? Non-existent. Non-existent. So Ghirardelli. (laughs) I hope you're not sponsored by them. Uh, No, I'm going to say this. Ghirardelli. Fuck you, Ghirardelli. (laughs) (laughs) You you lie. You you lie and you steal people's money. Oh my and and you're not even worth making a pot brownie in a microwave over, man. Uh, these are expensive. I will say that too. So four of these four little packets is ten bucks on Amazon, and they were almost sold out. I almost didn't get it. It was like it was like brownie. it was like in such high demand. I almost couldn't get it, and I was like, "Damn, this shit's about to be good." Like I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose because I can't even barely get it. You know? Can I tell you what it actually tasted like? Uh, the packaging it tasted like plastic before you cook before you cooked it in the microwave it it actually it's just hot cocoa mix mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it tasted like it, it looks so like it too. this it says very specifically in bold letters on the instructions do not eat the raw batter <laughs> what you guys do abide the instructions or no no i ate it i ate the raw batter. i always eat raw batter well, well, yeah that's another thing that's important to say for all the recipes Every one of these recipes was better before it was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still eating my brownie right now. I microwave one immediately before this, and it tastes crazy. It tastes <laughs> like my the way I, I I would describe this is these brownies taste like what a brownie tastes like in the Matrix. 
where they tried to be like, what does a brownie taste like again? I had something like this, right? Like they won't know the difference. Like this is a matrix brownie. I also, I know Chang, you're not trying to defend this recipe, but that whole like no measuring thing is just utter bullshit because like the difference, I put four tablespoons the first time, I put four teaspoons the second time. It is remarkably different depending on how much water you put in there. They also give you these highly specific ranges for cook times. So it's like if you have an under a thousand watt microwave, you cook for 63 to 75 seconds, a thousand watts and over 55 to 65 uh, seconds. Like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want any of this guesswork in this stupid brownie. Yeah. You know what it's like for those that in the culinary industry that are professional chefs and cooks? It's almost like an instant microwavable molten lava chocolate cake, but with no molten lava and no cake. <laughs> and, and no chocolate. I don't think, no there's, cho- I don't think there's actually no chocolate. chocolate in those box mixes, to be completely no, honest. No. There's, no. there's no chocolate. So uh, I... Um, I hope the judge throws the book at my client <laughs> and uh, I uh, disqualify myself from recipe club. I put myself in the penalty box. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Chang is benching himself. The, the brownie doesn't mean, I mean, just to, to put the nail in the coffin here uh, and Brian, like I want to hear your last verdict on this, but it doesn't meet any of the criteria, the, the limited criteria we set out. It's not chewy. It's not fudgy. It's not moist. It's none of the above. I, it's it's not a it's not a brownie to me. But Brian, what do you think? No, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, I, I I'm not going to beat a dead horse. It doesn't meet. It's not moist. It's not fudgy. It was not a brownie, and there was no chocolate in it. There was more chocolate in my white chocolate brownie than in those <laughs> in that box mix. I can tell you that right now. Let me say this. So I wanted this to be good. <laughs> Did you guys want this? I wanted this to be fucking good. Yeah, of course I wanted it to be good because I was like, I love microwaving everything. I was like, this is going to be a staple in my pantry. But let me tell you one more thing as I trash Ghirardelli. <laughs> it, I thought at the very minimum, it, it would be like they're mediocre chocolate bars. Right. At the very mm. minimum. So you should stop making this and just continue <laughs> to focus on your mediocre chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> if you're still listening, Ghirardelli exacts. He's amending his original statement. Does Ghirardelli make like the regular big box mix that you put in the oven? Like they I want, do. You, they, I used that for my recipe. In oh, fact. you did. Yeah. Oh wow, you went premium. I went Duncan Hines for you. <laughs> I went Duncan. I went Duncan Hines for you. And the ingredients list on Duncan Hines is just not good. Yeah, but 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 Ghirardelli, if 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 you so want to sponsor this podcast, I'm happy to retract everything I said. You, you do realize, as a baker, you may have just lost me a Ghirardelli sponsorship, right? <laughs> just by me being on here, you might have just cost me money now. Uh, like, what should do I let's do? do a quick pickup where you praise Ghirardelli. Can we get that in here on the tape so we can uh, edit Who, that me one or, in? Me or Dave? Ghirardelli, the perfect brownie mix if they sponsor Recipe Club. <laughs> Brian's like, I, I have to recuse myself from I, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I can't say anything bad about Ghirardelli right now. I'm trying no, to get but, paid. But, but, but truly, like, just don't buy it. And, and again, their chocolate is fine. It's not great. Um, and... There's also a, a limited eating window because I, I I microwave one of these at the beginning of this podcast and I just try to take a bite and it's Ooh, uh it's hard. I think huh? I have to throw my co- I think I have to throw my coffee cup away. <laughs> I think it might be fucking done. It's really um, hard, huh? Let me go next because we we rolled into it a little bit. Mine is another sort of quote unquote homemade semi homemade recipe. Again, a box mix because that is the sort of platonic ideal for me. And uh, when we started talking about 
brownie recipes, the only real memory I have of brownies as a kid, other than, you know, like, like Brian said, you get them in class at the bake sales and stuff, is the one Christmas when I was probably eight years old, when my mom, who is not like an accomplished baker, brought brownies to our family gathering. And she had found some recipe, seen it on TV or, or the, read it in the newspaper or magazine or something um, for green chili brownies. And it was basically you take a can, one of those little cans of, you know, Ortega or Hatch chilies, and you just dump it into the brownie mix, stir it in there, and then you just bake it as directed. That was my memory. The second part of that memory is how relentless my family was in just tearing my mom apart for daring to uh, bring something as crazy as a green chili brownie to the family table. And I have, <laughs> I've got a lot of guilt about it. I sat, the, you know, I, I really remember distinctly a bunch of people in my family not even bothering to taste this thing and just trashing my mom, telling her like, oh, somebody got a little too creative. Somebody's trying to be fancy here. I mean, fancy because she put green chilies in her brownies. So when it came time to choose a recipe here, I wanted to try to avenge that memory. Uh, I, I, I brought this quote unquote recipe, which is, as I said, two to three cans of chopped green chilies tossed into a brownie mix and then baked. Before I say what I feel, how did you guys feel about this? Uh, honestly, I thought it was pretty delicious. I think my choice of I, I, I wish there was some specification on like which box brownie mix to use, because I think that like. That that impacts. The, I used this Duncan Hines. It was the Duncan Hines things was not that good. It was it was not that good. But but I, I you know I used to make these like jalapeno chocolate chip cookies. And so when I saw your recipe, I was like, okay, I love when there's chili or pepper or something like that with chocolate. So I went with like a dark chocolate fudge brownie mix so that the, the flavors can kind of complement themselves. And I also added some of the water or oil or whatever liquids in the Ortega can. I just like kind of dumped a little bit of that into the mix as well. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was I thought it was good. I, I could have used more chilies, though. I, I didn't use enough. I don't think. Chang? I was a mad. I was so mad. <laughs> Because I also had the Duncan Hines mix. I think the classic one. and This one? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. I don't know if mine was dark chocolate, but it was like, it all tastes the same. And when I made the mix, here's the thing. I didn't have vegetable oil. I used mm. olive oil. And you know what you should never do? <laughs> Add olive oil to, <laughs> to a brownie mix. Right. Right. No. Never, ever, ever. Don't because it tasted like, uh, you know, there's a, there's only one real bad gelato flavor, and that's olive oil. You know who created olive oil gelato? This pastry chef was like, I got nothing else to fucking make. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll just fucking make a milk flavor. You know, yeah. I'll just make a olive oil flavor. I mean, the worst, the worst f flavor of gelato is olive oil. It's not good in, uh, in sweet for me. I, I'm not, it's not a, it's not right. I love olive oil, but it has to be warm or at least room temperature for you to get the essence of olive oil because it has so many fragile compounds in it, but it has very distinct flavor. And adding it to this reminded me of like chocolate olive oil, all, all the kinds of fancy chocolate shit that I hate, but <laughs> I made it nonetheless. And when I tasted the batter, I was like, I know this is going to be better when I, than I cook it. Right. So I, I, I'll be honest. I had like five or six spoonfuls <laughs> of, 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 of this because effectively you're making instant pudding. 
Yeah. That's what that's what it is, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And then I I debated again late last night because most people should know I I, I am a terrible student. I cram everything last second, and, and and that's what I did. And I looked at it and I was having a shit day, and I was like, maybe I don't have to add this. I don't want to add this. I had a conversation. I, I was like, I don't want to add the Ortega chili. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I should do it. I don't want to do it. Ah, oh, fuck. I so so I that's <laughs> that's that's what I was debating because I was like, I think this would win if I didn't add the chilies. You Just think the Duncan olive oil brownie would have won? Olive oil brownie would have won. I think olive oil brownie, even <laughs> of course, minus points for the olive oil. But I was like, man, this could win if I just add, didn't add the chili. And here's the problem: the Ortega green chili. It's just not my cup of tea to eat spicy chocolate unless it's a a mole. But like, even then, you're not tasting chocolate. That's like chocolate moles are like ridiculous. It's like much more nuanced than that. I tasted the batter cold, and I couldn't taste it. I couldn't taste the chili. They're mm-hmm. not spicy though. It wasn't not supposed. To, it wasn't supposed to be spicy, was it? They're kind of fruity. I hope not. They're supposed to be spicy. I think it's supposed to be spicy. <laughs> yeah, the can is deceiving. It's got flames on it, and it says like fire roasted green chili. Maybe it's spicy. No offense to white people. Maybe it's white people. Spicy. Maybe it's white people spicy. You're right. So about I bought that. two cans. So I bought two cans of Hatch green chilies that specifically say hot uh-huh. on the can, and they weren't hot either. They weren't. Um, which I actually was fine with. They taste better. The chilies taste better right out the can than they do after being baked in the oven. That was another takeaway. When I was eating the brownie, I was like, these chilies are not that good right now. But raw, they were, you know, they were okay. I'd eat them raw. Let me, let me tell you the truth. I, I refuse to eat it cooked. You didn't even taste it. <laughs> you didn't I even taste the brownie. I, I, I didn't even taste it. You know what I did, though? I gave, like, uh, for lunch, <laughs> Hugo was, like, looking at it, and I was like, uh-oh. There's no way he's not going to want it. <laughs> So Hugo's first brownie is this brownie. His platonic <laughs> ideal chili. of a brownie is the green chili brownie. So thank you, Hugh, thank you, Chris Ying, for ruining my son's brownie experience. Did he eat it or no? He loved it. He's like, oh, well, he didn't ruin it. You might have molded yeah, him. I, to- I, yeah, exactly. I listen. That's hurtful to my mom, <laughs> but I, I. Uh, I made these brownies. I had not tasted them since, you know, I was seven or eight years old. And I had the strongest sense memory eating this brownie. Like I remembered it exactly that, like that Christmas Eve, you know, 22 years ago or whatever, when I ate this. And I remember thinking back then, as everyone was making fun of my mom, like, well, I kind of like this brownie. This is, this is pretty good. It's like the, the, the chilies are like a little bit. You know, they're not spicy at all. There's like maybe the faintest amount of heat, but they're like a little bit fruity. Here's one problem that I encountered with this recipe. You know, the, these boxes, I use the Ghirardelli box, which also sucked, by the way. So Ghirardelli's microwave brownies are not only they're not the only shitty product they make. They specifically <laughs> stand there like, do not do not overcook brownies. They will cool to become chewy. Do not do this. Do not do do not like overcook. First of all, like all of that or- or- Ortega chili liquid, I added two cans. I knew was going to have to up the the bake time, so yeah. I did cook it way longer than instructed. Uh, maybe fifty percent longer than they said. They still came out super cakey, like not chewy at all. I don't know if that's a function of the brownie mix I used. I don't know if yours were cakey because of the extra liquid or anything, but I I just kept baking and baking and baking to try to get some chewiness. Yeah, I didn't have the right size pan, actually. I only had like a long rectangular pan, so this one box did not 
satisfy the need. So I kind of got like thin, thin, thin crust brownies, like thin, See, like flatbread. I got like brownie yeah. flatbreads <laughs> with like a really poor distribution of the peppers. So I was really just kind of tasting like thin, crispy bites of Duncan Hines brownie mix, which was not pleasant. And then an occasional overcooked and rubbery Ortega chili. So, I mean, I, I really feel bad throwing these brands under the bus, but damn it. I mean, that's just what happened, you know? Uh, yeah, I think that the the pan size is is, is pretty crucial to this. I think I misfired there. I, I kind of like spread the batter too thin. So I I, I got a pretty cakey, thin, crispy thing. It was, it was not really a brownie, but that was my fault. It wasn't Duncan Hines' fault and it wasn't your recipe's fault. It was... The professional baker's fault for it was no, my no, mom's it, fault. It, it, it's it's clear it was Duncan Hines' fault. <laughs> it was um, not thick and fudgy. Like it was not thick and fudgy. Like they use these buzzwords on these damn boxes and they they draw you in at the store. It was not this. Like it was that's not actually, that. If you read the fine print, that is describing your body shape after eating a box of those. It's not the brownie description. The only thing that Duncan Hines got right on that box was they omitted the word premium. They, yeah, that's, well, yeah, I guess they didn't. Yeah, they didn't put premium yeah. on there. The premium. I just didn't like the sweetness uh, of this and the pepper flavor. That wasn't for me. I'm not saying that it couldn't be delicious. Obviously, Hugo liked it. I just, I would rather just have my my package box of mediocre brownie mix. Yeah, mm -hmm. without the without the chilies. No, got it. no chilies. You didn't even taste it a little bit. No, I had it raw. I, I had a bunch of it raw. You know. But I'll tell you how little I liked it because I didn't lick the spatula like I did Brian's. Oh, oh, so we have a winner. Is that what you're saying? This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, let's get it. Well, before we do, let's we, we, let's go through the process here before we uh, find out the mystery winner of this brownie episode. Uh -oh. um, Brian, Yo. talk to us about the recipe you chose. All right, guys. Uh, and how it's done. Honestly, uh, it's a combination of a couple things. Um, I you know I saw this blogger. Uh, what's her name? I think it's like Becca. 
I, I've never seen her blog before. I just Googled brownies. Cooking therapy. Yeah. She is Chinese-Vietnamese, and she incorporates her heritage into the baked goods she makes. So I was like, oh, that sounds like what I do. Sounds very interesting. So I was browsing her page, and I saw some brownies, and they were green. And I was like, oh, shit, I like matcha. Um, it said fudgy. What does it say? And, and Becca, if you're ever going to listen to this, I'm not throwing you on the bus. It says fudgy brown butter matcha brownies. And so I didn't even click. I didn't even, like, read the recipe. I was like, this, this, this looks cool. Sounds delicious. There's probably chocolate in it because it's a brownie. Done. Sent the recipe off, chilled out, opened it up like four days ago or two days ago to make it. And I was, like I said earlier, I was like, yo, where is the chocolate? It's just white chocolate. And <laughs> I think there's a big, let me tell you something right now. I am now a white chocolate advocate. Okay. Whoa, I whoa, have, whoa, I, hold, whoa. Hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, hold on, uh, Dave. You know, I am Whoa, a white. That was, was, I, yes, that, yes, it was. That, yes, it was. Yes, wow, it was. that was so good. Well, if you really want to hear it, <laughs> I might have to not be so nasally, uh, and I'll give it to you straight. Now, but you know, but, 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 hey, but hey, that's, but that's, 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 that's Brian pre- Ford. <laughs> that's that's damn. premium content. That's premium content. You guys don't get all, you don't you don't you don't get all that. All right, hear me this out. Bit, we're gonna put this bit behind a paywall on Spotify wow. just to hear. I am blown away. <laughs> that's what, hey, there's, hey, there's more of that. Listen, I only. I'm br- so hopeful now. <laughs> you oh have so much hopeful. I will only bring him out when I need to. When I when I really need to clarify a point, I'll bring him out. You got to hear me out. So, <laughs> um, white chocolate. All right, I I said it on the air as 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 a you know a cookbook author. I'm writing another book. I am advocating for white chocolate. Why? Because I made a mistake and I and I had to use it. All right. So now I'm a big fan of it. Here's the thing, chocolate. All right, to be considered chocolate, there's two things that happen. Right. I did my research, guys. You got the the solids and you got the butter, all right? Your box mixes had probably neither of those, all right? So I just have to argue that the white chocolate we used for my recipe had the solids. No, not the solids, the butter, which means it was more chocolate than the brownies that we had from you guys. All right. So I just, oh I just want to clear. I just, I just want to, I he just want to hold the fence prepared. I, 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 this I, is you're talking bullshit. about legal battles. I mean, Dave, you're talking about representing your client. <laughs> if you want to represent your client, like, I mean, I'm going to represent mine to the fullest. All right. I'm coming. Uh, why, why, why you're at it. Do you want to represent your deli premium salted caramel mix? <laughs> yeah. Where do you draw the line, Brian? No, you're just going to take I, on any client. You don't have no, no principles here. I, listen, I have no, I have no principles. I mean, you know, I, no, I have principles. Okay. I made a mistake. So like I said, I picked this recipe. And uh, when I opened it up, I was like, oh, shit, there's no actual chocolate in it. I need to just pretend I like white chocolate now. So I'm just going to kind of run with that and just get stick for it later. It's all good. I, I, you know, had no hopes. Honestly, I had no hopes at that point that this would taste good. I was like, matcha is already weird, um, but I love matcha. I don't know if everyone likes that. Um, White chocolate is what it is. It's very sugary and there's no leavening agent. So I was kind of confused by that. People are going to laugh at me like, yo, you wrote a book and you didn't know brownies are like that. But I didn't know. And I was like, I guess it's just eggs and white chocolate and matcha. This is going to be terrible. I literally was like, this is going to be disgusting. And um, after I made it and baked it, it was honestly the best brownie I've ever had. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just going to say it on right. It was absolutely delicious to me, to me. All right. It was delicious. The crust kind of, it, it had everything that like a traditional brownie would have for me when you cut it in the square. It was very gooey on the inside. The crust was nice and crackling on the top. The, the, the sea salt bit, I, I don't know if you guys followed it. Like, 
like slamming the thing down and then putting sea salt on it. I was confused by that. I, I didn't. That really, was just that was just showmanship. That was too much. Well, you know, I think I overbaked it. So when I slammed it, nothing happened. And then I just put <laughs> and then I just put salt on it. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pretend that that worked. Um, I, yeah, I did. I didn't really understand that, but it was it was pretty delicious. What what, what did you guys think? This texture was perfect. Like I had been after doing my shitty brownie and Dave's shitty brownie, I was like, "Is there gonna be like a chewy?" Whoa, whoa, get I, get get mine right first of all, Yang. I take offense. Mine wasn't just shitty; it was really shitty. Yeah, it was premium, premium, was premium, premium, premium shitty. Premium. Okay, after my shitty recipe and and Cheng's shittissimo recipe, uh. I was starting to crave a fucking decent brownie with with like I love that butter mochi texture. I love that that chewy thing, and this thing delivered. I think that sea salt was unnecessary. I slammed mine on the table. I didn't lose any bubbles. No, I, didn't I also lose think anything. you know I'm not. I know this podcast. We try not to over advocate for specific directions, but I also do think it's a little funny when people say cook for twenty to thirty minutes. Like that's a that's a wide margin without any sort of like what you're looking for, but uh. If you like matcha lattes, which I do, yep. this recipe is fucking awesome. Like, it was fucking delicious to me. No bones about it for me. Dave? Uh-oh. Well, I didn't measure anything. Because um, that's what Surprise! I do in recipe clubs. Surprise! <laughs> Everything done by the eye. Um, I also didn't have a stand mixer. So I whisked like a... Yeah, me too. I, I don't like have an a stand mixer. Yeah, yeah. I, I whisk. Yeah, it's all good. And I was like, creamy threads. I was like, no, 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 that, that's ridiculous. I'm not. I was like, come on. Like, I'm not making. <laughs> You're not making a sabayon here. <laughs> I was so already like, really? Recipe author, take take it easy. Um, <laughs> Mine came out like slime. I mean, it yeah. was it was like this like thick mucus slime. So this is the eggs and sugar and vanilla yes. that you're supposed to it whip into. Like it. it looked like I mixed soy sauce with eggs because of the vanilla extract. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was yes. like, that doesn't look good. It did not look good at all. <laughs> and then I wasn't trying again to not make any mess. I wasn't going to whip out a pot and then melt the sugar. I mean, the the, the, the butter, butter. And the yeah. blah blah blah. And I definitely didn't sift. You know, I sifted by slowly, like putting it into. The- <laughs> you finger, you finger sifted. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, finger, finger sifted. And uh, I microwaved it, and I put um, oh okay half a cup of butter into the same mug that I did my premium Ghirardelli <laughs> no, salt and no. mix. Put it in for like. Because I was like, oh, it's got to be brown. You got to brown the butter. Right. So I'll, I'll set that timer for like four minutes. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. It was a mistake. I should have covered it because <laughs> <laughs> guess what I had to redo this the, the, the next morning. The, the clean in the microwave with the hot pocket. The rice. The rice thing. The ri- <laughs> I, need to, I need to reapply the rice to my, my, my panel. <laughs> That's how deep clean I had to give to this microwave because it was... Uh, it was now a fire hazard. It was it was a grease fire waiting to happen in there. <laughs> and I was very upset. So I had to restart the whole thing and I made the 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 edit of no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make brown butter. I'm just gonna melt it. <laughs> and then I added the chocolate and then I whisked in the 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 matcha and I poured it in and I made it. And uh, once again, my uh, aluminum pan for the brownies was way too big. And I had weirdly enough parchment paper, and uh, again I put more olive oil to to, to, to grease the parchment paper, <laughs> and I popped it in my toaster oven, and 
it smelled really good. I didn't even look at the time or the temperature. I just was like 350. We'll see what happens. I'll be honest. It came out and it was delicious. Mm, it was yeah. delicious. It was delicious. It was, it, it was delicious. And um, here's the thing, though. You know what was more delicious, Brian? What? The raw. The batter. Uncooked. The yeah. batter. I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, you know, like my Dave Cho, my friend, the artist has said the hardest thing for an artist to learn how to do is know when to stop, right? Know when to stop. This recipe to me would have been world-class if it says you can cook it if you want to. If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even Duncan Hines, you, you know, the, I, I pay for the, the gear deli premium thing. It's like, you can microwave this if you want to. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's 10 bucks. I'll pay for 10 bucks. Cause that's, that's such a bold thing. I, I, I like that. Hey, this recipe was, uh, first of all, the browning in the microwave, if if you can prevent a disastrous splatter mess, like makes this recipe infinitely better. Like, I don't want to brown butter in the pan and then do all this stuff. There's already maybe too, too many pans in this for, yeah. for my taste. Too many but, steps, too. There's like, that's that's the thing. Like, I think that this recipe was extremely delicious. But I, like, as a, as a baker, like the things that I make, I like, I die when I have to do that much stuff just to bake something. I'm very much like if you read my book, it's just like, yo, throw everything in a bowl, mix it, and then just like leave it there. Then put, at some point, you'll put it in the oven. But this this thing becomes like, it just becomes this game. It just becomes like this like mind game. You're like, did I, yeah, did I get the right? Yeah, a lot of it is for show. It's like you said, you know, you pull out the pan. And slick, so there's a point where you're supposed to pull it out halfway through cooking for unexplained reasons, slam <laughs> it on a counter, and which is supposed <laughs> to release air. And then at that point, you sprinkle the salt. Like there's yeah. just a little bit too much showmanship in here. There's like the whole like, <laughs> Melt the, you know, melt the chocolate in the brown butter, then stream it into the, you know, creamed sugar and eggs and stuff. I I, I think heating the butter so that you can basically make a ganache makes sense. But but guess what? You could do that in the microwave. I could, you could put the butter with the white chocolate in the microwave, pull it out, put the matcha and then, and then whisk it. Browning the butter. I mean, like she says it adds a nutty flavor and like, I get it. I know what brown butter is, but I wasn't, you know. There was no nutty flavor that came out in the in the final product. I got like a nice earthy matcha. I got the fudgy texture or whatever, but I didn't get the nutty flavor. So it's like, do we really need to brown the butter? I I don't know that. Yeah, it I was... don't. I don't think you. I don't think you do. I think it's like pretty complementary to that, or like pretty similar to the white chocolate flavor already. And and I don't think it would have added anything. But end of the day, I I, I couldn't stop eating these fucking things. Yes, I ate a lot that, of it was a problem. Night. It was a big big problem. It was a big, big problem that I ate um, probably three of them the day I made them. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I got to make the videos of me like eating them and talking to make content. So I had, like two more to do that. So that's five. <laughs> and then the next morning, it's like, hey, it's breakfast. Like I've got my coffee. Let me eat one. So it's like six, seven. And, and then the whole tray is. Only problem just... is it's got so much caffeine in it. You can't really eat them at night. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't think about that. Does caffeine? Does does matcha's caffeine? I had to unless, call it unless unless you add indica and you turn it into a pot brown. Oh my! And God. over overpower the caffeine that's in the matcha. But I'm just talking on my ass. I don't okay, know what I'm talking. Yeah, but hold on. I, you guys have talked about <laughs> you add pot- equal parts indica to matcha just to level don't up. You, don't you have to infuse the THC into the fat? Because you guys well, have been talking about fat and then heat. But so if you good. might, for example, the Ghirardelli, though, you said you could just add your do- add your dope to the cup. But like, does that even that, does that even really <laughs> hold work? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what we need. <laughs> That's what we needed. We need we need 
We needed we need Selena and Barnes. I think one of them just passed away, unfortunately, to to represent Ghirardelli premium salted caramel <laughs> chocolate. Uh, injury attorneys. <laughs> because uh, we got fucking destroyed by matcha fudge brownie. Matcha we fudge, got fucking guys. destroyed. We got, we got, we got fucking straight destroyed. up destroyed by this. So let's 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 do the Let's do some best practices. I think, Brian, you were just sort of getting into it. Like, if you were to make brownies again, mm-hmm. if you were charged with making brownies next time, what would you do? If I had to make brownies again, I yeah. would probably try to go back to the basics. I'd probably use coconut milk. Um, I'd probably use the fat from coconut milk and not as much butter just to see like full, like a full fat. You know, you know what you could do, actually? You can put coconut milk in the freezer overnight and then take it out the next day. And the fat will literally just like get to the top of the can. I would just take all that fat out and use that as instead of butter. And then I might experiment with putting some baking soda or something. I don't know. I just like this whole thing of like no leavening agents doesn't make sense. Like what if I got them to just like puff up like this much instead of just sitting like that? Um, And I would probably go full chocolate. I don't really make many brownies. I feel like I, you know, I have to probably try to make a proper chocolate brownie at some point before I delve into weird stuff. But I do it with coconut fat. Um, Maybe just like, I don't live in Miami anymore, but when I did, I just like go outside, go to a tree, get a coconut, scrape out some of the meat, like fresh coconut meat would be really cool in there. Kind of like the texture of the chilies. Uh, if I did do like a chili, right. like if you, I, wait, wait, next, the you next are, time you make on. a brownie, you are not going outside and getting a coconut and <laughs> scraping the meat out. What are you what talking are you, about? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you kidding? I live in New York now. So there's no, there's no coconuts. So you can't do anything here. But when I lived in Miami, I was going out and getting coconuts. What are you talking about? Come on. I don't, you know, no, no, that's not believable because it's not in Obama voice. So no, it doesn't count. Well, you know, you're not going to coax, you're not going to coax, you're not going to coax Obama voice out of me. I told you, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm only bringing that out when it's time to defend something. So you, you, you can't, you can't just drag that out of me. What do you try to introduce a new measure? Um, all right. So Brian has painted a, a beautiful picture of the next time he makes brownies in Miami. He'll go out and climb a, a, a tree and grab a coconut and scrape out some of the flesh to emulate the texture of chilies. Uh, <clears throat> bullshit. I, uh, I would, the next time what I make lame, brownies. What a, lame, what a lame excuse. But I'm in New York now. But Come I'm in New York. I mean, but there's no, there's no, I can't climb a tree to get a coconut here. What am I going to do? I mean, I can go to, I can go to Chinatown and find some good coconut. No, coconuts man, maybe, or... I'm sure, I'm sure you can get it at your bodega, man. Bodega, New York City bodega's got everything. So, my my best practice, I, I actually think the texture of this this sort of proportion and, and basic <laughs> methodology for this matcha brownie is perfect. I would I would I'll probably never make I'm not never, but like I probably won't make matcha brownies again. It's it was a, it was delicious, but maybe a one off experiment for me. Yeah. But if I were tasked with making brownies again, I would I would return to this basic proportioning ratio and try to achieve the same texture. That would be my best practices. Um, Dave, if you're ever asked to make a brownie. Again, what are you going to do? I'll show you. <laughs> i just put it in the link. <laughs> he is going to buy some Tasty Cake. Tasty Cake. With iced tasty Cake's wa- delivery. Tasty Cake iced walnut brownies. It's the only time walnuts are good. You're going to Instacart a brownie as your next time you make a brownie. Oh, like these like little. Pre- oh, those are good, actually. Those are good. They're very good. Those are, those are, those, are, those, good. those are good. Those are good. Those are good. You know, we, we need to thank Pennsylvania for so many things, especially, you know, the electoral votes. But more specifically, Tasty Cake is probably one of the most underrated food manufacturers in America. Everything they make is delicious. And if you're not from the East Coast, particularly in the Mid-Atlantic and not from 
Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. I grew up eating these, even though I was grew up in Virginia. Their brownies are the only brownies that I thought were like, that's my platonic ideal of a brownie is the tasty cake brownie. And that's what I would do. I'm not even going to make it anymore. That's what I'm going to buy. That's that vending machine brownie too, right? You get that. Hell, out that, that like, you know, those yeah. vending machine honey buns, like those are the truth, man. You, you, you know, <laughs> what? Like you, I grew up on it. You, I so did I. You remember in junior high, you got the vending uh, machine. Look at me. Give me look, that. Look at me. No, I, 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 I ate a lot you. more of those. I ate a lot more of those than you, bro. I don't know, man. I know. I, re I, re I really, I really don't know. I really don't know, man. Vending machine, vending machine honey buns are probably one of the best baked goods of all time. Very so weird. So good. So good. They give you like heartburn. When I'm older, they give me heartburn. But like when I was a kid, yeah, come you on. You know, now. the 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 pro move, you got to microwave <laughs> it for 10 seconds. You do have to. And 10 is a little strong. I think three or four seconds. Like that quick, that quick zap will get it right. 10 seconds is a little aggressive. But hey, I mean. I like I like living on the edge. Maybe, like you're, that. maybe you are more experienced in vending machine honey buns. Then I, I, I guess you are. I, I guess you know, I guess you are. But that's that rice microwave. That's that rice microwave. Maybe maybe it takes a little longer to to, to heat up. Chang knows what's coming next, so he needs to score one victory here before what comes next, which is our votes and the results. Here mm. we do a simple thumbs up, thumbs down for each respective recipe. Beginning with David Chang, who uh, presented his first or the first recipe today, the Ghirardelli Premium Salted Caramel Microwavable Brownie Mix. Dave, thumbs up or down on your recipe? What's weird is I hired, I, me being a lawyer, I hired other lawyers <laughs> to sue the electorate <laughs> to invalidate what was the winning uh, win the winner of this brownie competition was Brian Ford. Oof. I mean, Cr Chris Yang's candidate was effectively the libertarian, uh, whatever, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen. Jorgensen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, technically Brian won, but your votes doesn't, they don't count. I, I won. Ghirardelli, <laughs> Salted Premium, don't, Caramel here's, here's all I have to say this, Brian. Don't worry. A concession is coming eventually. I He's know going he will to concede, concede eventually. I know, I know. He will eventually concede. That's a thumbs down from Dave. It's a thumbs down from me. That is a pre premium thumbs down from me. Premium <laughs> thumbs <laughs> down. This is, a, this is not just a regular thumbs down. It is a premium thumbs down. My green chili brownie uh, concoction, I have to, out of uh, solidarity and allegiance to my mother, Give my own recipe a thumbs up here. You know, I I, I just I, I don't know. I just because of the Duncan Hines, I've got to go. You know, what? No, I just got to go thumbs down. I mean, thumbs down from Brian. I'm sorry, to my mom. I'm not going to waste my effort of even raising my thumb and going thumbs down. It's, it's like <laughs> I'm not going to expend that energy. You know, this is this kind of voter apathy is a real problem, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's one of the real problems oh, in our we country. We need some clarity. Well, Cast I, your I vote. Go back to Tasty Cakes, Ghirardelli as a company. <laughs> You could crib some things from Tasty Cake. You could learn a few things from Tasty Cake, a magnificent Tasty yeah. Cake sponsoring recipe club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Dave is a Dave is a thumbs down. Hugo is a thumbs up on my my recipe. It was garbage, dude. Your your, your <laughs> recipe was total garbage, man. And and listen, the reason why it was garbage is you, you should have just stopped. You should add the chili peppers to something else. 
and leave your Duncan Hines or Ghirardelli mix or whatever as is virgin pure and single origin. You should leave it single origin. That's all I'm going to say. No. See, this is the exact type of shit that I that was given to my mother and I refuse to accept this. I refuse to accept this. All semi-homemade things are... are, are what do you think uh, you are? Andy Warhol? You can just fucking do whatever you want to existing things and make it fucking art? Come on. No, it's art. Look, I just re, I, re, I printed it and put some chilies no, on it. this is not your Campbell soup kit. This is not it. This is not it. <laughs> this is not a Warhol. All right, Brian Ford's recipe for uh, from what is the what's the blog called? Uh, honestly, I think it's called uh, I don't even know. Cooking therapy by Cooking Becca. Therapy um, matcha brown butter brownies. Brian, what do you give your recipe? I give my buzzword infused titled recipe a thumbs up. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a thumbs up for me. Oof. Music to my ears. Sir, Dave is once again going to abstain from voting over here for some new reason. You can't abstain from voting here. You said it was delicious. Well, you can when the election's been rigged. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you are you are going to come down on the wrong side of history. I thought with we this. bonded over the honey buns, and, and I can't even get a thumbs up out of you. <laughs> Why would I agree when the the election has been stolen from me? <laughs> Oh are, are you God. are you trying to bring in Obama out right now? Is that like is that your intention here? Or, I think he's he's goading. Like, he's goading forty four to make an appearance over here. Come on, come on, Barry, show me what you got. No, 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 no. Barry doesn't respond to threats. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, we have we have a resounding winner here again on the recipe club, or not again for the first time. Uh, Hey, Brian, what's it like to win when uh, Chris Yang has yet to win one? You know, Chris, honestly, I, I, I'm not going to comment on the fact that you haven't won yet and I just pulled up and won. Um, but I will say it <laughs> You're feels, not going to comment? I'm not going yeah, to comment, but I'm going to kind of indirectly comment on that. It feels really, really good to, uh, you know, get a W here. and uh, That's cool. I mean, beginner's luck. That's cool. <laughs> beginner's That's luck. Cool. You measured all those things in <laughs> teaspoons, too. All right. There was no luck here. And maybe a little bit. Um, all right. So the way we are going to be, Brian, you've not done this yet, but no. we here at the Recipe Club, we leave our next recipe somewhat to chance. Uh, this is our recipe wheel. Oh, the recipe wheel. Which will choose the next subject. We're going to do things a little bit differently based, uh, you know, sort of depending on where this lands. And, and we'll explain that to everybody next time, but uh, or when we edit this podcast. But... For now, the wheel is going to determine the topic or theme or ingredient for the next uh, appearance for Brian. On the wheel today, we have a mix of ingredients, products, and dishes. So today we've got apples, maple syrup, onion dip, Ritz crackers, meatloaf, eggs, chili, mac and cheese, bisquick, and beef stroganoff. I love uh, a, a real, a real uh, smorgasbord here. So Which I'm way, hold, on, this... hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. What do you think he doesn't want to land on? I think that Brian does not want to make any fucking beef stroganoff. I'm going to say Ooh, that that's right for now. damn sure. I don't even know what beef stroganoff <laughs> is. I ain't even going to play. <laughs> that's hamburger you know helper, he... baby. You know I'm bringing the hamburger <laughs> helper. <laughs> he wants... I will straight up bring the hamburger helper. Straight up. He wants bisquick real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Bisquick, Bisquick is the Bisquick goes so hard. It's, it's so versatile. You can make pancakes, biscuits, waffles, or like bread with the same box. I mean, Bisquick is amazing. I'm think I'm thinking his meatloaf game is weak like clock radio speakers. You think wow. <laughs> you don't think I can make meatloaf? 
I'm from New Orleans, man. You be under <laughs> you don't don't underestimate me. I can cook. I'll make some meatloaf for you. Oh shit. Okay. So are we Brian, after after we spin, I want you to reveal whether or not we were right um about our our, our predictions. What do you think he wants, Chang? He wants Bisquick. He's oh, a goddamn he baker. hundred percent. We do not. We do not want him to land on Bisquick. We will die. <laughs> give me no Bisquick. No give, give me that. No Bisquick. Give me that Bisquick. Oh, oh shit. Eggs. What's that? Man. Eggs. As an, eggs. As an ingredient. Eggs. As an ingredient. Eggs. As an ingredient. Oh, eggs that's come on, baby. So, <laughs> where are we going? Are we gonna make brioche? What are we gonna make? I mean, come on. Like, come on, man. Like, you can be eggs, so, man. Eggs is eggs is a wide open one. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk here in the next couple of days about how we each approach this recipe, and we'll be sharing all of these recipes way in advance with everybody on our Instagram, our Facebook eggs. group, all of those things. Wow. Actually, I'm I think I'm gonna lose for sure. You know who's super <laughs> happy about eggs right now and Dave. who's not speaking is David yeah, Chang. I could imagine very, his egg game is happy. super strong. I mean, I could only imagine how strong your let egg me, game let, is. Let me just do this, guys. <laughs> he's, he's fucking glowing right now. He's glowing with excitement about this victory. Let me just do this. I. I'm just going to offer both of you a draw right now. I mean, honestly, I kind of want, I mean, is there a way to just respin and just like give him another win or you guys, like, you guys, I'm offering you guys a draw because you've lo already lost. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> okay. I don't know. No, man. It's all about the process. I'm going through with this. I, re I reject the offer of a draw. I'd rather take another I, L. I'm already, I'm already giving you the recipe right now. And I, I, it's a microwave recipe. It's Peter Serpico's Chawan Mushi. Oh, fuck. This is gonna be hard to beat. It's seven eggs to one quart of liquid. That's it. Pop it in our microwave. We're good to go. Okay. Brian, he's offering you the chance now to take <laughs> to 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 take a draw. Or do you want to go ahead and try to I, I will not accept the draw. I will show up to the table with uh, what I have to offer. I do have a win in my, you know, column right now. So I'm, I'm not and concerned. that's why Brian Ford belongs in the recipe club right there. That spirit. You know, Brian Ford's new middle name is going to be 500. <laughs> Brian, why? <laughs> Sophomore slump over here. One, one, one. one, one and one, man. One, ah, no, 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 my friend. No, no, no. Oh, I, I have God. a microwave, too, and it doesn't have a rice panel. I can just let you know that right now. I have a microwave, too, and it doesn't have a rice panel. And it's one of those that's above the stove, so you know it's fancy. I don't, I'm not playing games. All right? Straight up. Straight <laughs> up.